Hello and you're very welcome to the IFF TV podcast. Now today's guest is a very special one. We have Republic of Ireland International and Brighton and Hove Albion defender Shane Duffy. He comes on to speak about his career in detail from his very early days, which he's became one of Ireland's most indispensable members of the squad since he came in and made his full competitive debut against Italy back in Euro 2016. Make sure to check it out. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you enjoyed it, make sure to let us know in the comments. Don't forget to leave your feedback. And as well as that, don't forget to share with your friends. Here we go. Enjoy. Welcome back to Irish Football Fan TV. I'm delighted to be joined by Brighton and Hove, Albion and Republic of Ireland International, Shane Duffy. Shane, firstly, thanks so much for giving up your time to have a chat with me. No problem. Hope you're well. All good. And yourself? Yeah, good. Trying to get through this and, and just crack on and hopefully we can get back to football soon. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, since we have you here, we're going to talk to you about your career so far uh, from your early days uh, up until right now. So, um, yeah, kind of growing up in uh, in Derry, what was it like? When did you start kind of uh, getting into football? What age were you? Um, obviously... I was quite late actually thinking about it when I didn't really start playing until like under 12s and, and 13s and I didn't really have a big interest when I was younger, it was always my, my little brother <laughs> and then one day he, he sort of made me come down and join join the team which I ended up joining and for under 12s and and then from there on it was it was just straight through, they, they obviously went to sign for, for Everton so um I was quite late developer, but um, it was a good decision then. Yeah, did you ever have a, like a moment, like either watching Ireland or the World Cup or anything like that, that kind of went, oh, I kind of like this? Yeah, I always remember we were in school, obviously when Robbie, when Robbie scored against Germany, and we were all watching it in the World Cup, and that always sticks out. We were at school, and we were all in the assembly hall, and... and uh, it was insane, and it was and that sort of gave me the feeling of 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 football sort of in school and stuff like that. But um, the World Cup obviously sticks out with you. If that was a great great World Cup for Ireland, and and that's probably my biggest memory early on, I would say. Yeah, I actually was only watching that game uh, uh, yesterday. We missed so like when you actually watch it back, and it got right down to like the ninety second minute or whatever. We missed so many yeah. chances. You never thought the goal was coming, and then Robbie popped up with. Yeah, with that goal. Moment. Yeah, it was such a big moment for Ireland. Yeah, and, and, and to be fair, what a team we had at that World Cup as well. So that's obviously the moment that sticks out for you then, Robbie's goal. Yeah, I would always say that Like when I get asked it, I think, yeah, Robbie's goal is probably, probably, probably the, the, key, the key part, yeah, probably. All right, and did you have a, a favourite player growing up that you um, kind of based your game on or anything? I always wanted to be a striker when I was growing up. <laughs> I don't know why, but um, but I, I used to, I always just looked at the Irish players and growing up in sort of the Celtic. Like I, always, I used to love Henrik Larsson growing up. And, Player. Uh, yeah, and stuff like that. But obviously, I always looked at the two Keens. I think growing up, they were the, probably the best standout players for Ireland, and that was for for probably Ireland but worldwide I would say that as well just obviously where I'm from in Derry it's a lot of Celtic fan base and Ireland fan base so it was always like Robbie Keane or Roy Keane or, or someone like that so yeah I would probably say them it's going up 
All right, and when you were coming through, you know, I know you said you, you were quite uh, late developing in terms of yeah. football, but were you always a centre back, or did you try play centre forward or anything like that? What what kind of way did the defence work? I played. I think I played centre mid for my school team, so I was just running around like headless chicken, I think, <laughs> and uh, and then. I ended up signing for the team, which I did under 12s, and, and the manager there just put me in the centre half, and I soon got picked up for schoolboys, and and then pushed on him, and just stayed there. But obviously, before all that, I was just like running around as a striker and stuff like that. But I remember in school, I just played centre mid, and I used to, I used to actually play right back as well sometimes, so <laughs> I wasn't getting forward much, like. You weren't Gary Kelly then? No, definitely not. Well, you you said there that you played centre mid and you, you mentioned Roy Keane, so I imagine he was a, yeah. a big part of that. To kind of, you probably want to emulate his game, was it? Yeah, well, he was the standout player, wasn't he, for Ireland? And he used to run around in school and, and wanting to be Roy Keane and everyone, everyone sort of wanted to be him. So, uh, oh, my year anyway, and... That's that's the way it was, and then you'd probably say the good players were like the Robbie Keens and and trying to get all the balls. So that's the way we sort of grew up in our school in in Derry. Yeah, but to be fair, at that time, uh, Roy Keane. I mean, you could probably say, arguably, was probably the the best midfielder in the world, or or certainly up yeah. there. Yeah, at that 100%. time. And yeah, even throughout his career, I think Roy gets mentioned in the categories of, of the best midfielders in the world so that's that's a credit to Roy and, and for our country as well it's a big thing so um, they have a player like that coming from Ireland is, is massive yeah 100% so from um, I suppose playing schoolboys and stuff like that uh, when did mm. you start getting noticed by scouts and um, stuff I remember I was the team I played for was Floyd Harps in in Derry. So I remember me and 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 the striker went over to Southampton on trial at fifteen or fourteen, maybe fourteen. And uh, and then after that trial, it was like about six, seven, eight different clubs. Then wanted to take me on trial and stuff like that. So probably probably the age of fourteen, where it started. To get really serious, where they wanted to bring me over, but always like I played in the Victory Shield for Northern Ireland, and and that was like a, a big stadium, big stage for young players, and I was on TV and stuff, and a lot of scouts were there as well. So around that era, I would say I started to get serious. Do you, do you not find that a bit crazy? Because you said you know, what under twelve you started playing, and then by fourteen yeah. you were getting. No, it's that's, yeah. that's a very short time yeah. span. Like, yeah, and I always say it as well because, like, I didn't, I didn't literally play a football match until under twelve. Like, so, and then when I went, ended up signing for England in England, uh, I was still obviously raw and very raw, and I had to adapt. And these players were at the academies the whole time and coming through since under sixes, and and I was just two years just playing in Sunday league football, so. It was uh, it was difficult to say, and um, but I battled on through, and, and then just adapted to. Yeah, well, like credit to you for that because uh, 
you know, I know Seamus Coleman actually went over without the academy experience as well. So when mm. when you first signed for Everton, what was the uh, what was the feeling like? The fact that you had signed yeah. well, that would have been your first pro contract, am I right? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, so um, oh, it was it was obviously a special day when that because uh, I had a few options at the time which I didn't know where where to sign and I just got back from Arsenal the week before on trial and, and obviously Liam Brady was there and they wanted to take another look at me and stuff like that so um, I had a few other different options then and, but I think when I signed for Everton was probably it was obviously a massive day for my family and, and stuff like that but probably done it for me at the time was when David Moyes was there and he watched me at the Victory Shield match against England and, and, and I actually scored I actually scored that day and 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 he just wanted to sign me the next week. So um yeah, it was a special day and obviously I'm delighted to, that I picked that I picked Everton at the time and now it was a, it is a special club. Yeah, well, um, I, I told you beforehand, I'm actually a massive Everton fan, so yeah. I actually have always kind of kept a kind of close eye on, on your career being Irish and obviously playing for Everton. But David Moyes, you know, I thought he was a great manager at, at Everton, but more importantly, he played centre-back as well, so it must have been nice yeah. that he kind of take a keen interest in you. Did he help improve bits of your game? Yeah, I, I, I honestly, I speak to uh, Seamus about this as well, and he's got a you probably wouldn't mind me saying it, but I don't think we would be the players without David Moyes like growing up at Everton because he was he was so good for us as as young players coming through and he he's obviously uh doesn't probably get the credit now that he deserves, but um he installed that sort of hardness and toughness and mentality in, in the younger players coming through and when you do get knocks and, and you get setbacks like you you can you can take it in the chin and sort of and move on and get better from it. But and I think that's always stick with me coming through the academies and reserves and then eventually on the first team. But I don't think if it was any other manager sort of didn't put that kind of influence on, on you as a young age. It was uh you see you see players fading away a lot. So um I owe him a lot, and and I'm obviously delighted that I picked that choice. Probably more than more than any other choice I, I had. Yeah, well, I think um, the move to to Man United kind of narrowed <coughs> things for him. Unfortunately, yeah. um, I think everybody wanted to wish him well and and see him do well there. Um, but yeah, there's no doubt the the stuff he did at Everton was was fantastic. At the amount of times that they finished in in Europe and in the top six under him with with hardly any budget as well, it goes to show. Yeah. Yeah, unbelievable job he done at Everton, and he ended up. He probably left at the time where he had his strongest team as well. So it was a, it was probably it was a tough decision for him, and and uh, but as I said, it's hard to turn down Man United like, and and I just I wish it went better for him, but obviously he's uh, he's back in the Premier League now again. Yeah, well, what was it like for you? Um, you know, there was a I I kind of go back to leaders there, but there were so many big. Characters there mm-hmm. at Everton at that time. I mean, there was Pinar, Teda. I'm gonna call them Cahill. Other people call them Cahill. Yeah. Um, then you had who else? Uh, Phil Neville yeah, was there as well. Yeah, Tim yeah, Howard. Tim Howard, Louis Saha. You had you had big players there, and it was Jags. I always remember yeah, Jags and Bainsey and 
Gil Silvan Distan and, and stuff like that, where Johnny Heidegger, who was a World Cup final, and you know, all these big players, and, and it's sort of, you, it's intimidating going up to the train with the first team with them kind of players, and but they all made you feel like welcome straight away, and it, it, was, it was like you couldn't wait to get up there to train with them kind of players, and you could see that the difference in quality, like when you did go up, it was, it was ridiculous, and and that's done the credit to the players, obviously, and, and the manager getting them in. But looking back now, in that team, that, that was that was a special team for not even as much money spent on that team either. And when he built it, it was a yeah, it was a good team. That I took a lot from it actually. From just probably not saying much around around it when I was there, but just taking it all in and and sort of seeing what they were doing, and and then trying 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 to do that in my life. Yeah, well, it must have been great for you to to learn off them. Did any of them really like? I imagine someone like Jags or or Sylvan this time would have been a good mentor for you. Did they often t- talk to you about stuff about your game, helping you improve and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. They they were all obviously they always had to focus on their own game on a Saturday and and build themselves up during the week. But they had they always had time for you and yeah, yeah, great people there. Like and they always, if you wanted to ask them something and and obviously. Under David Moyes, I was sort of training with the first team there all the time, and uh, and we done like defending sessions, so we were always with the centre halves and stuff like that. So and 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 they talk to you and they and they tell you what you need to improve on and stuff like that. But um, like everyone in that team, that squad particularly, were were very good to the young players, and and there was a, young, a lot of young players coming through in that squad as well. You had Jack Robwell, Dan Gosling, Seamus. Like Jose Baxter and a couple of a couple of French lads coming through, which which moved on eventually. But so it was a lot of young and experienced heads. Yeah, well, as I I go back to it, it's probably my favorite ever team that I've seen in recent times, especially kind of that um, from probably '06 to about 2010. Yeah, that was it was a that was a special team, but um. Yeah, it was uh it, it's 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 me in, in good now for for where it's took me in my career. I think learning off them kind of characters, especially and and them kind of players, obviously was was a big eye opener for me and and trying and trying to get to their level, obviously. Yeah, well, I think it goes to show the the actual the team that David Moyes brought the defense rather that David Moyes you know built because Baines and Colm still there and up until a few weeks ago there was. I know Baines not so much, but they were still starting games and to still yeah. be there nearly a decade later. And Jags yeah, only course. left for Sheffield United last season too. Yeah, exactly. And you could tell probably with with them kind of players that they were going to stay for a long time. And I'll, I'll never forget the first day I trained him. Leighton Baines was was training, and you could see his quality, and and he was always the best player in training. And I'm in PNR, and it was just. I was thinking I'm never, never good enough to train with you. So, <laughs> and uh, he was like, he was competing with Ashley Cole at the time for England's left back, and he was some player. But um, and and obviously Seamus is, as everyone knows, how how good he's been for Everton and and Ireland. Yeah, Mister Consistent, I call him. Hey man, yeah. yeah, they are. But um, kind of talk to me then, kind of about getting your Everton debut, and then obviously playing a little bit bits in Europe and stuff like that. Because you yeah. know, from what you told me, kind of going over there, 
starting at under, under 12s and then at this point you, you're still relatively young I'd say imagine you're 17, yeah. 18 kind of getting your debut were you? Oh, 17 yeah it was uh, I was 17 it was uh, Europa League away at AEK Athens at Athens? Yeah, yeah. yeah AEK Athens yeah away and we won one now I think no we we won one now or drew one each maybe but um, I sort of knew we had a we had a lot of injuries at centre half at the time, and I think me and Tony Edward played centre half. And uh, I knew before we flew out that I was playing, so that sort of settled the nerves a little bit. And um, I've I've been training with the first team here for a couple of weeks before this as well, so I sort of got to know the players a bit better. And yeah, obviously I knew before, so. Uh, and I actually played well on the night, and it was it was it was a good feeling. And to actually play for a club like Everton was was obviously special. And you can always, when I retire, look back and say like, I played for Everton Football Club, which 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 will come to me, uh, which is obviously one of the proudest moments. And you got to play in Europe as well, which maybe yeah. some players won't get to do that I've been there previously. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I was obviously European football as well at seventeen. I've, I just took it like any other football match, really, and and just tried to just tried to hit. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing new there, Shane. What? Nothing new there. Exactly. Uh, kind of leading on from that, then. So that's what around 2010. Yeah, probably around that. You know, 17. So it would have been the group stages in Europe. So September, September, October time, is it? Yeah, well, because Seamus started kind of getting in around then as well, wasn't he? Or maybe the following season. Yeah, I think Seamus was... When did he go to... He went on loan to Blackpool, did he? That was the year after, I think, maybe. Did he... Because he, I remember him making his debut against Spurs, and he set up... Yeah. Uh, he came on with 2-0 down, yeah. Tim Howard made a save from a penalty. Yeah. I'll never forget it, because we were both warming up on the bench together and like I think it was centre half went off injured but I think Yobo was playing right back that day so we brought Yobo in the centre back or something like that and then put Seamus on instead of putting the centre half for centre half and then he went on and scored or played well or something he said I think he said he set up the two or he was involved yeah. anyway but he was roasting Garrett Bale when he came yeah. on I'm sure he loved that <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time, I'd say. Yeah, well, he well he set up he set up Saha and then Tim scored a header because it was yeah, the ball came across yeah. and then Baines he hit it back in Tim he's kind of on the ground he headed it. Yeah, it was two two then. Tim that, made yeah. a Tim Howard yeah, made a save good. from Jermaine Defoe as well. Yeah, I remember I remember that game so much. I remember buzzing for Seamus after. <laughs> yeah, he uh, like seeing. You kind of look at back then, and I don't want to skip too far ahead because we will come to it, but like, yeah. did you ever envision probably being the two, I'd probably say right now anyway, the two most important players for Ireland? No. I, back then, I, like... No, and you still don't think like that, I don't think. Obviously, if you know where I'm from, and, and especially Seamus as well, like, from grounded families and and... 
you never get too far ahead of yourself, sort of like that. And every time, and we always say it when we meet up, like every time you get called up to Ireland, it's it's a blessing, and you you can't take nothing for granted. And and that's what the way we we look at it all the time. And even though Seamus is captain for Ireland, and he still treats it like his first cap and his first camp, and and that's sort of the people. That's why he's such a good captain, and and everyone looks at him by example. He's been there, and I don't know how many times now. But when you get some players might come in after ten caps, thinking they're going to be there all the time, but and they sort of drop, drop maybe a little bit. But and if you just look at Seamus, who's been captain how many times, and and he's still like that the first day he got in the in the Ireland camp. So um, that's sort of the way Seamus is. Yeah. Well. You know, as you said, I think it goes back maybe to what you said about David Moyes and and how he kind of yeah brought you brought you up in that sense. I think so. I think so. Yeah. Well, I and I don't really want to touch on this for too long because it's a bit of a it's a bit of a heartbreaking story. But around 2010, yeah. you had a an accident in training. Um, yeah. I, I watched the the interview off the ball with the, you did with Nathan um, speaking yeah. about. I know since then, like I, I've got to know your parents quite well and kind of hearing the stuff that they had to go through while you obviously weren't uh, in the situation to even realise. Um, it's quite heartbreaking to hear what they had to kind of go through. But I, if you want to quickly say it in your own kind of words, um, feel free. Oh, no. It was, listen, it's it's something that, that life throws at you. And I think uh, for me, it was, it's not it's not really heartbreaking. For me, it was heartbreaking more for my parents and and my friends and family, like, but as I said, I survived it. It was just a, it was a bad collision, and and these things make you. I always try to take some positives out of it, and and say I'm still here. And I still have a chance to go on and play for Ireland and, and play in the Premier League, and and that's what I've got to do. But at the time, obviously, it was uh, it was quite scary for for my mum and dad. Obviously, I can't remember any of it, like, so I don't really know what 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 happened and. And that's the kind of stuff it is, but um, I said it's life, it throws stuff at you and, and you've got to sort of take it on the chin and and see how you react to it. And that's that's sort of what I've been trying to do and I'm just very grateful for obviously the doctors and the hospitals and and everyone went at the time that, that gave me the chance to go on and play for, for Ireland and and play obviously my dream to play in the Premier League and, and that's that's what they've given me the chance to do so I'll be forever grateful for that yeah well kind of in a more positive sense um, you know there was a great uh, clip to that video where I, I'm not sure who's with your dad but they were they got a phone call uh, yeah. do you want to do you want to say that because yeah. I think that's a it's a nice touch on, on kind of yeah the obviously obviously the doc and the doc was sitting with me my dad and uh, they went they were just waiting for news obviously with the doctor and and they were sitting in uh, I don't even know it was a cafe where they got a cup of tea and something like that it Eddie Rockets they said I think yeah Eddie Rockets yeah that, that was it and uh, and they got the, the doc got the call saying that he's going to be okay and survived and it was like they were celebrating the World Cup or something like that so uh, I think there was scenes in Eddie Rockets that night, so uh, obviously a good moment for them, and they always talk about it when they see each other, which which is obviously a good moment for them, obviously for a tough situation. 
Yeah, well, and and yeah, I, I kind of go back to as I said, uh, getting to know your mum and dad over the kind of last year and stuff like that, because I was kind of thinking of kind of what they were going through, and obviously yourself. Yeah. Well, I don't have kids, but you have kids yourself, so you can imagine yeah. um, what he yeah, was going obviously. through. But sorry, go on. Yeah, it was obviously very tough for them, so they've dealt with it well. Yeah, but it's great to see you in full health and kind of what you've gone on to do, son. Uh, uh, sorry, since dad has been absolutely surreal, brilliant, like. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, that's what I said. Probably there now. What I'm going back, you've got to, you've got to deal with these things and and sort of don't let don't let the setbacks win and, and sort of get the other side of it. And I've had plenty of setbacks in my career, obviously. And that's how you react and try and prove people wrong all the time. And and that's what I keep trying to do. Even even this day, I'm still getting I'm still getting things wrong, but so I'm learning from them. Yeah. Well, kind of. That was you were just switching over to play for the Republic at that point, wasn't it? That was your kind yeah. of first tre- session, was it? Yeah, obviously, I just lit, lit, that was the first camp. Uh, I actually was playing in the Premier League for Everton. I made I made my debut Spurs Premier League debut Spurs away, and then played Aston Villa at home. And then I played like three or four games in a row, and then obviously Trapattoni called me up for that. That was near the end of the season, so Trapattoni called me up sort of for like a B squad of like before like the full internationals came in. They had a little bit of break, so I just swapped over from Northern Ireland. I was I was always doing that anyway, so it was that was in the pipeline, but that was when I got the call and then went down to Dublin and and then that was it. <laughs> and then I nearly died, so, well, <laughs> so it was uh, <laughs> so it was well, it was a bit, it was a bit strange. Yeah, well, it wasn't the most ideal of uh, of situations, but I suppose it's it's reaped its reward since. Kind of coming yeah. back from the from the um, from the injury, I, I suppose we'll call it, uh, rather yeah. than an accident. Um, this has been a kind of a, a tale of your career. Your 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 dad always says it to me. You're a very quick healer, like that. That yeah. uh, injury should have taken months to to get recover from, but you've recovered in. That week or next week was it? When was this for the? For when the you got camp? back after that, after the you know the hospital and stuff. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Oh yeah, it was. I got home out after a week, but I should have been in the hospital a lot longer. That was the start of it, but um, it was just like being at home at the hospital. That was that was a that was a bad injury to recover from. I think probably from my own fault that I pushed that injury too quick and. And sort of thought I could, I could, I could do everything I could do, but I, I definitely came back too early from that that injury. And I've, I remember I done it in the summer, and then I was back in pre-season, like Sligo Rovers away in Ireland and away Everton. And, and was it both? No, that was that was after that. It was Sligo. Oh, it, was, it wasn't. It wasn't with the first team. It was Seamus. It was for Seamus, like a match for Seamus at Sligo, and that was my first game back. And I, I, I was so skinny, and I, I lost like a lot of muscle and stuff like that. And I rushed it, but I just kept telling the physios I was okay, I was fine, I was feeling good. But I knew on myself in my head I wasn't. So I sort of took a back step after that for another couple of weeks and tried to build myself up again, but. 
I think it affected me really for about a year or two on the pitch where I had to get back to sort of being the same that I was. But as I said, that's just probably my personality and character. Just wanted to be out there. Yeah, well, the only reason I said to you there about balls is that was actually the first yeah. time you won't remember, but that was the first time I ever met you. Yeah, I remember that game. It was lashing time. Yeah, it was Arteta's last game, I think. Yeah, um, I remember that, yeah. yeah. I, I, I actually think I'm to blame for him leaving. Because <laughs> when I, he was walking away, I kind of pulled him back uh, to get a picture of him, and he was like, don't, don't pull me. And I was like, oh, sorry. Because <laughs> he was going around signing yeah. autographs, you know, signing autographs for people and stuff. Yeah, he's a nice guy, to be fair. He's a sun player. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And I'm sure he'll go on to be to be a good manager too. Um yeah. But kind of leading on from there, um, I recall like a couple of games where you were getting in as well. Uh, this is obviously after I think it was the 2012 season. Um, you, I remember the game you came on. You, you hit the bar against Fulham, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, with a Fulham, header. Yeah. Yeah. Fulham, I think. One of those games. And uh, you've been playing really well. And I thought you should have started against Man City. That was, uh, I remember it well, because I actually, I went to Australia that year. That was the last game I got yeah. to go to before I went to Australia. And Darren Gibson scored. Landon Donovan came on loan yeah. as well. Yeah, Landon, yeah. So, yeah. and he, he was class as well. Um, yeah. But I remember that game thinking that I thought you should have started. And then Tony Hibbert came in. And then... Yeah. I don't really remember you getting in much after that. Um, no, I didn't. Well, that was under like David Moyes. I didn't. No, to be fair, that's going back to my story about David Moyes. He sort of knew. Like, he probably thought, like, Man City were these players with Aguero and Tevez. And I was young. And I was, like, I was still raw. And he thought, maybe, he just told me, like, I don't really want to expose you in this kind of game yet. And, and it was, like, fair enough. And... And that's sort of what he was sort of protecting me at the same time in case I gone on, went out there and I had a bad game and it ruined the rest of my career, sort of, like, where it could have been a bad day. But um, as I said, I, I trusted David Moyes to, to, to make the right decision on the day and, and obviously he did because we won and, and that was Kept it. Kept the um, Yeah, exactly. And I think Tony ever got man a match that day. So, yeah, as I said... He, he sort of that's sort of the respect they had with every player in that change room. He, and no one, no one would argue with him. And, and uh, that was that was the decision. And then he just, I didn't really take a bad like, like, oh, I should be playing. I was just like, I was like, all right, I'm just buzzing to be even around this team. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. And uh, I was, I was like, am I going to be on the bench then? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> So I was just like that. That's, that was just one of them moments where you just you just pinch yourself and look at the players you're with, and and that's what you do with them at that time. I remember I David up, Silva. Yeah. Sorry, go on. Yeah, I, I think I remember I went out in loan then after that, so that's why I probably didn't a good uh, more game time. Yeah, well, I just remember David Silva that night was frightening. He was so good. Oh. He still is. Yeah, he's unbelievable. He's probably my yeah. favorite player in that position. Probably De Bruyne is probably taking over now. But yeah. um, 
Yeah, well, like, from a selfish point of view, I was thinking more so I thought you should have been playing because you were Irish, yeah. playing for Everton and stuff like that. But obviously, David Moyes knew best at the time and that was proven yeah. by the result. Yeah, of course, yeah. So, just got to crack on. Yeah, well, from from that kind of that point, you spoke about loan moves and we'll just kind of go briefly through a couple of the loan moves, um, yeah. how you got on with them because they were very kind of short spells, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. well, probably Yovo was my longest, but I actually... My first ever loan was was up Burnley, which I only played one game, and Eddie Howe took me there. So uh, it was sort of like an emergency loan. So I went there for a month and uh, sort of just a learning experience, being around first team, first team squads on a Saturday every every week, and and uh, and then I came back after that month, and then i went to scunthorpe which was great i enjoyed scunthorpe so much it was six months of just playing proper men's football when i was still young young boy and getting bustled around and getting free around by big big strikers <laughs> and uh i enjoyed it and then that was sort of the moment i realized that i want like, i wanted to really stay like at, at a high level sort of and, and I uh, pushed on in my career, and obviously, I remember in January, Everton got a few injuries at the time, I think, so uh, they recalled me from Scunthorpe, and uh, I ended up playing hard, hard to pull away on the Saturday, and then the next Saturday, I was playing at White Hart Lane, so it was just <laughs> for Everton, so it was just a mad scenario, and that was a good moment. They always they always look back on. Yeah, well, I think that's kind of those learning experience. John Egan spoke about having to go out loan a couple of times as well to kind of get that experience against, uh, I suppose, men in the lower leagues fighting. That's their loyalty fighting yeah. for everything, you know. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's it means everything. So uh, that was probably an eye opener as well for me. With how like every point matters, and and that's sort of you don't really realize that in academy football and on the reserve football and and uh it was a real eye opener really they fight for for everything and and uh if you if you're not at it they'll tell you and and then you get found out straight away yeah well and and aaron connolly said it as well when he went on down to luton like you don't realize but you know the standard and he said to go from there to playing against spurs <laughs> You never would have thought, like uh, he said, playing in with Luton, he never would have thought that he'd been scored two against the uh, Spurs uh, yeah. ne- the next season, you know. So, yeah, no. yeah I suppose it's kind of it's all a gradual thing, really, isn't it? Yeah, of course it is. Yeah. Well, kind of. Yeah. Sorry, Shane. Go sorry. on. No, I was just saying. Then obviously I went the I went the Oval then and for a full foot my first full season of football and and that was what sort of maybe kick on then for the next chapter of my career. And was that was that I, I assume that the Yolva season was David Moyes' last season and then Roberto came in? It was Roberto's first season. Okay. Yeah, and then so I done pre season we we Everton then Roberto sent me there. Okay, so then the following season you came back then and then you it was that when you moved back right? <coughs> Yeah, that was it. Two seasons with him and just two pre-seasons with Roberto, that was it. Okay, well, in 2014 you made your debut for Ireland. What was that like before we move on to Blackburn? 
and the car America, and all that. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, it was Martin. So, uh, oh, it was it was mad. Obviously, a few, it was it was only friendlies out in um, America, and uh, it was just before the World Cup, I think. So, uh, I obviously didn't expect it, and Martin used to name like quite a big squad, and I got named in the provisional one. So I was like, oh. Yeah, but I was just thinking that I'll get cut. So, uh, so I was sort of planning my holidays and stuff. <laughs> and uh, and then, uh, yeah, I got picked in it. So I was I was delighted. I was like, I was obviously nervous, but I knew quite a few from the, the underage and and stuff like that. But um, yeah, that was that was that was that was a mad moment. There. And obviously, probably the first time. One of the first times I've come with Roy Keane and, and stuff, stuff like that. So, yeah, it was it was it was a special moment. Obviously, to line up and, and get the actual start against Costa Rica was was amazing, and I was just devastated that we didn't win the game because I think we had a chance and Robbie missed the penalty. But um, yeah, it was it's sort of hard to describe your debut feeling. I think you just. I couldn't sleep that night. Like after, I was just buzzing. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I had uh, Leo Connor on earlier on today, and uh, he was describing his his um, debut as well against New Zealand, and just saying like you, you can't really put it into words. It's just special. Like, yeah, it, it's a different feeling than that playing like your first debut for just for Everton or Brighton or something like that. It's it's a completely different buzz and. I think you take it more to your heart and, and it's something that you can always say that you play for your country and it's one of the proudest moments you'll get in a football shirt anyway and, and probably your life as well. Kids being born was probably the most proudest thing but after that I would say my debut for Ireland like, so, and that's how special it is. Like. Class. Uh, what what was Martin like? Because I know he's a dairy man himself and Roy Keane yeah. meeting him. What, kind of, what was that like for yourself meeting them? Oh, Martin was great with me. I think I've got on. I've got a long way out of everyone, really. And I always, I've, I, I have to thank Martin from for everything he actually done for me. And he was quite, he was quite, he'd be quite tough on you and, and stuff like that. But for the right reasons, they try and get you to be better. And he used to. <laughs> I, I remember, obviously, I played. He gave me my debut, but then didn't call me up for a couple of years. Then, and then when I came back, he. He, he thought I was I was a different person, <laughs> so he would just give me that kind of stick and stuff like that. And he says I lost weight and stuff, and and, and bulked up, and and then he started to like what I see, and and then he gave you the confidence of picking you and and relying on you, and and I, and then obviously picking me for the Euros, where I was, I was an outside chance from not playing one not being in one squad for the qualifying. The whole thing and I'm getting in the back door sorta of, with with an injury to a few players so I'll be forever grateful with Martin and, and I still have huge respect for him what he done the game and, and what he done for Ireland. Yeah, I think it's unfortunate how things kinda of soured off towards the end, but like we won't really go into that too much. Um but kinda of coming back from your debut then signing for Blackburn, was there a particular reason why you went to Blackburn? Um, I, I remember at the time where Everton 
I was I had a year left in the contract. I never wanted to renew it, but I, I got to the stage where I thought Roberto was going a different pathway, and and then Blackburn came in. I obviously the season before I was at Yeovil. I played against Blackburn a couple a couple of times and played quite well against them. And, and the man, the manager at the time was Gary Gary, Gary Bowyer, and uh, he was like the Blackburn reserve in the academy. So I, I used to always play against Blackburn or Everton, and he quite he knew me quite well. And I didn't have to move far from Liverpool and and where I was. So uh, and it was a massive club, and I really enjoyed my time at Blackburn. And, and uh. It was it was a good move for me. I went there and played three seasons there, so it was, it was quite good. I'd say it was. You would have had a young family at the time, so moving yeah, there is probably handy as well. Yeah, it was great. We still we still lived in Liverpool and we just travelled, which was half an hour, forty minutes. And uh, there was a few players in Liverpool as well, so who were playing for Blackburn as well. So it was good. So we just shared and stuff like that. But um. Yeah, it was good. We enjoyed it. We had we had a good team at the time. We could have done better with four team, I think. They've gone on to play Premier League players. And, but uh, I was disappointed we didn't sort of get playoffs at least that, with that Blackburn team. Yeah, a big club as well. Like Obviously, we remember yeah. 95 and so on, but they still are a really big club. Yeah, huge club, yeah. And I've, I, hope, I hope we see them back in the Premier League someday. And that's, that, I, I had a great time there. It was obviously difficult how it ended all, but I actually, actually enjoyed my time in the background. Yeah, well, kind of leading from there, um, you moved to Brighton, and then the uh, was it that season then with Brighton, you got called into yeah. the Euro squad. Uh no, no, it was the last year at Blackburn. I went to the Euros playing for Blackburn. Sorry. Yeah. Okay, well, t- well, talk me through your um, Euros debut against Italy. What a game! <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And what did you know you going into that game that you were going to be starting or or anything like that? No, it was the maddest sort of minute of my life when when he told me. Um, Like like the way I think, obviously, you know the way Martin was. Martin would not give you a little hint. Yeah, it's it's been documented. Yeah. Yeah. So I always thought like he. If it was my first time ever in a squad with Martin, I would thought no chance of playing. But I was around them a few times before in friendlies, and all the lads used to always tell me, "Just be ready because you never know." So I did prepare like I might have a play, might have a chance. But I thought, I thought at the time, I thought there might be one change, like a centre half, because he might change it like that. But I never thought he'd make two, and so he he names his team and. I sort of, I was sitting beside James McLean, <clears throat> like the numbers was 11, 12, and I just looked at him and thought, did he just say me? Like, <laughs> and I was just like, and he was like, the starting big man, and I was like, Jesus, you know what I mean? Like, and I was like, what about it? Was, uh, oh, and like, and like, obviously everyone was coming up to you and sort of saying, come on, like, and. I was, I was probably the best thing happened to me was him telling me so short notice because I wouldn't be able to sleep the night before. I would have been texting everyone and everyone would have been talking and I would have probably seen it all. And for it just to happen so quick before the game, I had no no one to talk to. Or I just texted my dad and said, I'm playing. 
and then put my, turn my phone off. So no, so no one knew. So yeah, no distractions or anything either. So that that's brilliant. yeah, yeah, it was perfect and and what a night, what a day, what a game. I, I actually remember the game. I started quite shaky. I was quite, I was so nervous, and like I tried to. I tried to do a back pass to Randolph and went straight out for a corner and I was like, oh. But then the more and more I got I got into the game, I, I was I was I was enjoying it and, and thriving off it. What what was you know, when you when you see that ball go out to Wezzo, what what was yeah. running through your mind? I was I was knackered, I didn't get up. <laughs> 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 nah, to be fair, I think we just missed it. Was it Wes missed a chance? Yeah, yeah. Just before, and I just remember falling to the floor actually, and I thought that was it. And then, obviously, Aiden, Aiden, Aiden picked the ball up, didn't he? Off Robbie, I think, and then played it out to Wesel, and I don't think Wes could even reach from there. They, they, they find him, but. That's that's the player ways as you can just see that any other player that their heads down and affected with a miss, but what a player Wes Olam was and they pick Robbie out from there and and some header and that was some that was some moment that and no I, I haven't had one since I don't think. You have which? I haven't had a moment like that since. Oh sorry, yeah. Yeah, well yeah, so. like from a player being on the pitch in that moment, what was it? Did you, did we able to take it all in, or did you just jump on top of the lads, or what? Oh, uh, I, I done a knee slide and they and they the grip, <laughs> and I got cramp. I got a, I got cramp with my two calves, and I was like, ah. Oh. And then I was just sort of like celebrating with the fans a little bit, and then I realised there was still time to play, and and I was like, oh Jesus, like. I hope, I hope it's not this long, like, and it, it wasn't, but it felt like a good hour the last five minutes, and I was just like, but, uh, nah, it was like, after it was special going around the pitch, I remember going around with James and just realising where we both come from, sort of, like, in Derry, and, and, they, and they thrive off all the fans, and, and it was special to get out of the group, it was, it was an amazing feeling, and, and it's something I'll always be be, be proud to, to say to my kids and, and, and hopefully grandchildren as well. Like, Yeah, and you, you know, I think you won't mind me saying, but the the, the Derry supporters branch, they, they always take huge pride in yourself and James being from Derry playing for, yeah. for the national team, you know? Yeah, they're great and they're great with my family as well and they always look after them and, and I think they enjoy the crack with them and that as well. So, uh it's uh yeah, they're they're proud of anyone coming from Derry and and also we've got two and, and you still got Kibo who played for Ireland as well and we've got some young players coming through from Derry and uh hopefully the more the more we get through from this, this city it, it's it's a, it's more the better. Yeah, one hundred percent and and I'd like to second what you said, they're great people, uh, especially the lads who who run it. So yeah. Um, it's always great to catch up with them as well. Uh, but moving on to the France game, um, yeah. What did you did you know again with that game? Did you know that you were going to be starting, or was it? I know it's a he, he doesn't tell you till an hour before kickoff. Yeah. But did you no, have England? No, we didn't. I, did, I thought like 
I thought like I did I played well against Italy and I thought yeah I've got hopefully like I'm playing here like but he still didn't tell us the same until we got to the stadium. But I had a more I had a, I had a more feeling that I thought I was going to be playing like and so I sort of prepared myself over the next few days that that, that I was playing instead where probably the Italy game I was just like delighted to be in the squad sort of like that. But um. Yeah, the France game. The France game. The France game was weird actually because I actually thought I played better in the first half against France than I did that that I did against Italy, and uh, I, I was cruising. Then at half time, I got in there and it was it was quite comfortable. Like and and then obviously the rest is obviously history. Sort of like where, where we all know what happened there and it's just. 10-15 minutes of, of madness which which knocked us out of the tournament so but as I said you got to take it in your, your chin and I actually I felt like I, I had a lot of support from the team and, and the manager at the time and and obviously you don't mean to do stuff like that on purpose and get sent off and, and stuff like that but um, it's you took it for the team in my opinion yeah. No, I, I don't know. It's just it, it, it happens so quick against them. Them them kind of players. It's just if you switch off it, they punish you, and that's what we did. But um, oh, it's how you react to it. And I thought I felt like I did react to it quite well over the next couple of seasons, and didn't let it get to me. And I tried to. I know a lot of people still think about that with, with my Ireland career, but I'm just trying to sort of make better memories for it and. Hopefully, they don't remind them of that game too much. Well, I think yeah, I think you might be a bit too hard on yourself there because you know to go one 0 up against the team that they did get to the finals and then two years later they did win the World Cup with a, yeah. a lot of the same players. So to go one 0 up, uh, you know, and, and give them a game because um, I think Martin came out and said it afterwards and they had a much longer break than than we did. As yeah, well. they did. They played. They played first, didn't they? So. But it didn't matter. I suppose whatever was meant to happen happened. I always believe in, and hopefully we get them someday soon, and we can, we can get revenge. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. That's the, that's the way I look now. Well, off the back of the, that Euros, then um, you signed for Brighton. Yeah. Oh, so it was. Sorry. Yeah, you tell me in your own words. Yeah, it was. It was obviously. I felt like. I, the right time was to move from from Blackburn, and that uh, and I had I had a few offers from from a few clubs, and from Blackburn, obviously they didn't want to sell me, or they didn't feel like they got the right money for me, so it sort of dragged on, and on my head probably weren't in a good place at the end of Blackburn, but obviously Chris was Chris tried to sign me the year before at Brighton, so they came back in, and and then. They finally got there, and I was delighted. So, and Chris, and that first season, we we actually we went and got promoted. So, of uh, it was the best. It was one of the best decisions I made of going to to go to Brighton. And what was Chris Hughton like um, for you? Obviously, being Irish, and the fact that you know he's an absolute legend uh, in yeah. Irish football. What, what was it like that someone like him wanted you? you obviously, must have felt yeah. like I know you you spoke about the. Um, the Euros there and you're kind of sounded a little bit deflated from that but the fact that he was coming in there and looking to get you you must have felt really good about yourself then yeah it was mad because like, obviously you always think like Chris Hutton and 
obviously as an Irishman, like it's when he wants you, it's 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 a good feeling and and he was great. He was he used to love it when I went away with Ireland and I'm find out like everything about who's still there and what's it like and and he loved he loved playing for Ireland and so he was obviously he was obviously proud of me going to to represent Ireland as well and and he and uh he just he used to always tell me like to make the most of it because it goes international career it can go quite quick and stuff like that and he was great but um for what he done for me personally and off the pitch he done a lot for me off the pitch as well which a lot of people don't know about and. He was he was great and he sort of took me under his wing and and sort of improved me as a person and, and as a player. So I was obviously disappointed that that he left, but um obviously that was the, the club's decision. Yeah, uh, exactly. Well, kind of going on from when Chris Hughton kind of came in, it was when you, I suppose, really started to establish yourself in the Irish team. I remember distinctly. Uh, you scored, well, no, it should have been a goal, sorry, against Austria. I felt like we were yeah. robbed, the, the header. Yeah, robbed. Um, yeah, but I didn't think you fell them, but like, you can't change it now. But uh, going on from that. Him. Sorry? I didn't fall them. I don't know what he was seeing the ref. Yeah, well, I, I think we'd all be in agreement with you there. Maybe if VAR was around at the time, it might yeah. have worked in our benefit. But unfortunately... It didn't, and we had to. Well, the game that kind of there was a couple of good games in that campaign where you know we drew the two-two with Serbia, then we beat yeah. Austria. Um, James McLean was brilliant in that campaign, goal scoring yeah. wise. Yeah, he was. He scored a big one away in Austria, away, and obviously the Wales game as well. Away, so I think he scored a few out in Moldova, was it? I think so. Yeah, was it Moldova. Yeah, I think he scored a few out that night. So. Yeah, he was a big player that campaign for us. Yeah, well, um, that game against Wales was the game I was going to touch on because I, I actually did an interview with John Hart and um, it was bef- it was actually before they they beat us four one in the Nations League. But I did an interview with him and he kind of spoke about yourself uh, in that game. Just said you were like a man mountain that game, and then he went. He actually went into Martin O'Neill. Uh, after the game, because obviously you would have worked with Matelde, yeah. just to say how brilliant you were. Yeah, that was obviously nice to hear. Like, but um, it was just one of them games, I think, where we were we were sort of getting. In. It was it was a tough game for us. We sort of just had to sit back and defend, and and they they had a good team, and we sort of soaked up the pressure early on in the game. I remember like, making a few blocks and tackles and stuff like that, and. And then obviously when James scored, it was sort of we sort of said let's just try and take this one nil, and, and and we camped up and they were throwing balls in the box and shots everywhere and I just it was just one of them games for me where everything sort of hit me and 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 blocked it and and stuff like that. So them games are sort of memorable, I would say, and and looking back on they're probably better than the ones we win five nil sort of. Yeah, well, his body's on the line with a hard-fought victory. I mean, to yeah. go there and do that, they had, a, as you said, they had a good side. You know, I know Joe Allen got injured early on from a little sandwich. Yeah. I can't remember who did I it, know. but... Uh, I think it was Myler, was it, maybe? I don't know. Myler and Whelan, was it? Oh, I got Whelan, yeah, maybe. Yeah, well, um, 
I think that that game yeah, kind of epitomised what I suppose under the good times with Martin O'Neill, um, what that team was about. You know, you know, really uh, grit and desire and getting the win. Yeah, and that's what it was. And don't get me wrong, I know we've had a lot of criticism at the end of the, the campaign, but I, I feel like Martin was very successful with Ireland, and obviously that was the kind of st- that was his kind of style that he wanted, sort of being hard to beat and and don't don't concede a lot of goals, and and we didn't until sort of the very end of the of the campaign and when he left, but uh. Yeah, it was one of them. I think everyone didn't like playing against us under Martin, and it was going to be tough, tough for the other team to sort of break us down. And and then we had magic moments then of of players who can sort of produce some some magic for some goals, and, and that's just the kind of style we had. Yeah, I think it's a shame that unfortunately um, the team's kind of soured in the last year under Martin because I think in ways some people don't really reflect on the on the good times because it was definitely more better times than the bad times yeah you know? yeah 100% um, obviously all good things sort of come to an end as well and mm. he took us to uh, one well, the, nearly at a World Cup and he took us to the Euros and yeah the, the, De- the Denmark so, game kind of sour things game. didn't it yeah and that's sort of the moment where it went not as not as planned, I would say, and yeah, that 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 probably result took a lot out of the players' confidence and and trying to put that behind you and the, probably the hopes of trying one game away from from getting to the World Cup and and it, it took away from me at the Aviva, which which is quite hard to take in front of your fans, but um, that was that was just a bad sort of next year, I'd say, where it didn't. It didn't go really well for us. Yeah, well, I had Dan Randolph on. He spoke about that, you know, you know, coming up against Denmark continuously, and everyone goes on about the the five one. But he, 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 I thought he put it into perspective quite well. The way he just said, "Look, if you're gonna try to go after teams, the you could get punished on the counter attack, and that's ultimately, obviously, you scored the first goal, and then after that, that's just what happened, unfortunately. But we were missing, you know, we were missing Seamus." James McCarthy as well, who were big players at the time as well. People forget that too, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we were. And Seamus was a massive player in that campaign for us and obviously the bad injury, but that was a, that was a tough night, I would say. Yeah. Obviously, I think the players probably should have took more, more blame for that game because... I think we could have dealt with it better if they obviously got the away goal to make it one each. But instead of being calm and thinking we could we could get another goal here, we we sort of went off. But Randolph said we went all guns blazing sort of to to try and get a few goals. But and that left us short at the back. And then we all know what Ericsson Ericsson did that night. So um, if you get a player like that, space and quality is going to is going to punish you and. I just think maybe if we look back and maybe if the likes of a Seamus was on the pitch with experience, we could have got us settled a bit, settled down a bit and instead of rushing and, and stuff like that. But uh, looking back, that that's what I'd probably take out of that game. We could have, we could have at least settled ahead a bit and, and stayed in the game a bit more. 
Yeah, well, I think uh, kind of way your career is one of those things where you live and learn type of thing, and I think the squad did from that. Yeah, that's what you have to do. I don't think. I think any other way, if you don't learn from it, you're just going to go one way and it's down. I think. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Well, on to a more kind of positive um, thing. You, that was your first season in the Premier League, then. Yeah. Um, what was that like? Was that a dream come true that you you know you're established? I know you played with with Everton, but you're actually yeah. established now coming up. Yeah, it was great. As I loved it. It was going to that I played. I think I played 35, 35 games that year. I think maybe, and uh, it was great like playing against the best players in the world every week. But I say that I think. I, I made I made some mistakes that season and I was just adapting but I, I played some good games as well and I really enjoyed it and then probably going on to the second season then was, was a better season for me because I sort of cut the mistakes out and, and and sort of adapted to the Premier League and, and stuff like that and that probably shown then going on to like my Ireland career it made me more confident and better and I felt like I put better performances in it. Yeah, well, kind of leading into that, obviously, you know, Mick McCarthy came in as manager. Um, but for me, anyway, I thought Mick really got the fans back on with the players, you know, got that connection back, I, I felt anyway. But did you did you foresee kind of around that time that, you know, a, a lot of fans really look at you as, you know, the, you're like now in the same bracket as the Richard Dunn's and stuff like that. Like, I even see Paul McGrath on Instagram saying you're his favourite player and stuff like that. That's yeah. a huge compliment to you that from where mad. you came from. Yeah, of course. I, I love it. I, as I said, they probably back earlier on, like, I don't, I don't feel like, I don't feel like that's, that's me, like, I'm this kind of player for Ireland. I don't, I try and just literally take it like, it's my first time and I'll probably prove to the fans and that I deserve and I'll prove to the players and the manager that, that I deserve to be here and I always said from the day one that they make my debut I want to I want to keep that same attitude of, of when I'm playing for Ireland and and I've, I've sort of stuck with that the whole way through and that's it like obviously when you play, when you get when Paul McGrath is telling you stuff like that it's like it's a pinch yourself moment and, and stuff like that but I just try and be the best version of me and I know some people don't like it and some people some people do like it but um that's I, I thrive off sort of playing for Ireland, put me putting the jersey on for Ireland and it sort of gets a different feeling out of me and it's like I, I just feel like there's no other like, I'm not I'm not gonna lose this game sorta of, like because there's so much on it like and and that's, that's sort of the buzz I have playing for Ireland at the minute. But as I said, I just try and thrive off it and 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 try and try and do as best as I can. Yeah, well, I'm gonna gonna just go quickly through the campaign stuff because I've kept you for like longer than an hour here. So thank you so much yeah. for your time. No worries. Um, well, just kind of quickly through the through the campaign. Um, and you know, under Mick, what he was like for yourself. Um, I I know you're a big fan of his. I was yeah. as well. I loved it and I, I loved it honestly and, and obviously Terry Connor as well came in and, and Alan Kelly and stuff like that and it was such a good field camp. Obviously we had a tough time before the last season with Martin but 
it wasn't that we we always had tough times, but um, he just brought that and a few ex players. They always say how good Mick was, man, man management and and stuff like that. And I really, I really thrived under it. I loved it, and and he sort of knew what I what I was about, and and uh, the kind of centre half that sort of that he he was at saying, and and that's what he sort of just said to me. He just said things, keeps things basic as possible and and just do what you do and keep that ball out of the net and and keep it simple for me which was which was great and and obviously give you an arm around everyone's shoulder training was fun training was enjoyable everyone enjoyed the hotel everyone enjoyed the traveling and it was a shame we didn't we didn't get to finish off the job with him and and uh to take us to the euros and which i'm disappointed for him but um Obviously, these circumstances in the world now is uncontrollable. So he's done, as I said, another great job for Ireland, and, and obviously, I wish him wish him well. Yeah, I think people people are quick to kind of you know put down what he, his achievements um, in this campaign. But I think the number one thing that needed to be kind of brought back was that bond between the players and the fans. And I think that's yeah. back now, and I think he did that. Yeah, I would say that. I would say, obviously, the, the end of Martin, the fans were sort of getting frustrated and, and a little bit annoyed. So Mick came in and, and getting everyone back and said we only lost one, one game, one game, one game under Mick. So, uh, and obviously we're still in a playoff. I know it's not the way we wanted to go, but we, we still have a chance of getting the European Championship. So. I think it was a good job and at least Yeah, and just kind of quickly, obviously, you know, you're quite close with uh, Aaron Connolly and stuff like that and you spoke earlier about other players bringing you through and having that influence. He, sp- he cannot speak highly enough of you, uh, Jason Malumbi and a couple of other players. Um, is that something you just kind of took upon yourself to say, you know what, these Irish lads are going to look after them because they're in here now with us? Yeah, well, obviously you sort of look out for your own straight away, and and that's what I sort of done. Jason's gone out alone, but Jason was with us last year, probably before Arn Arn broke free, and and Jason was the same. But he obviously went out alone to play games this year, and 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 he will be a top midfielder for Ireland, like. And uh, Arn is just Arn. I've talked sort of not just me, a couple of the senior ones in the writing team of sort of talk after him and and sort of said like he's he's still young and it, so a lot's coming to him quite quick and just they don't not fall down the, the sort of wrong pathway and try and keep him on the right level but he's been great he's obviously been he's been a fresh air to the Brighton team and and the Ireland team and I've got a lot of respect for him already and I just um we're all hopeful that he can go on to be what what everyone thinks he's going to be for Ireland especially and he's got everything to be to be one of the one of the, the great strikers for Ireland if he keeps his head right and keeps it focused and I don't know much no like distraction so we've all got high hopes on him and, and and he's a great lad as well which which also helps and he's got respect from a lot of senior players in the dressing room already at Brighton so that's the that's the kind of guy he is and, and we're just all hoping that he that he keeps it going. Yeah, well, from talking to him, he, he, you know, what you just said there, like, he, he does seem to have that confidence about him where he does want to be, without being arrogant, he, he wants to be remembered as, 
you know, someone like a Robbie Keane or something, which is a great aspiration to have. Yeah, of course, and that's I think he's always had that confidence of being the sort of best player in his age and and growing up, and you sort of forget how young he is, like, and it's his first ever season, sort of like football wise and men's football. He went to looking for a couple of months, but didn't play. But so it's all as I said before, it's happened to him quick, and he always always scored goals, and and uh, that's. That's that's what he will do, and he'll thrive. And he's thriving under the new manager at Brighton, which who's, who really trust him. He's just had a few little niggles of injuries, which if he gets that right, he he'll be back on the on scoring again. Yeah, and hopefully the two years are going. Well, I don't know what the story is with football if it's going to continue or not. But hopefully, whenever that does get back up and running, that you're both successful with Brighton. But uh, just one yeah. last year, I've I've kept you for an over an hour again. I'm sorry, but no, I've really enjoyed this chat. No worries. I'm just going to get a couple of fans' questions up and then I'll let you go. No problem. Hello, Shane. It's Brooks HD here. Listen, I have a question for you. Uh, who was the hardest player you've ever had to defend against? Now, as I said, I have my own answer for this. I've seen your 2016. But, um, yeah, it was just very interesting. Love you, lad. Absolute massive fan. Brooksy, yeah. Keep doing your work with the YouTube channel. I see you on Twitter and stuff, so keep going. And uh, the hardest player, obviously, a lot of people do say the Griezmann and stuff like that. But actually, I would, I would say, I would say Aguero for me has been the toughest to mark. On, a, on sort of in a like over a couple of seasons playing against them now, you just like you know what you're in for when you're playing Man City. It's it's a nightmare to play against. <laughs> But like I would say as well, Aguero. But on a one-off, we played against France away, and Mbappe, Mbappe was playing that day, and he was he was a nightmare that game as well. So um, one of them too. John Egan said Mane or De Bruyne. So Mane or De Bruyne. Nah, Aguero for me. Every time we play against him, he scores. <laughs> yeah, he is. He is something else. But uh, this young lad, uh, Rory, has a question for you now. Yeah, all right, Shane, Rory here. Um, I just have a quick question for you. And the question is, who has been the best player you've played with for Ireland and at club level? Rory, the best player for Ireland? Oh, oh, it's hard to probably look past Robbie Keane with, with Ireland. I know he was at the end of his career, sort of in the last the last Euros we went there, but oh, I can't I can't look past anyone than him, sort of like. I would probably put Seamus there as well, just from growing up with him and 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 sort of taking following an example off him. But um, the best player I would probably say is Robbie Keane at international level and club level. I'd have to pick someone from Everton. I'll probably Bainsey. say the likes of Bainsey or Arteta or PNR. And you would sort of go down that 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 team. You could pick anyone from that team, sorta. So, but I didn't really get a chance to play with them, really. So, I would probably say Robbie Keane, right, everyone. Yeah, well, that's fair enough. Um, right, Shane. Well, listen, I uh, just want to say a huge thanks for for coming on. I've really, really enjoyed this. Probably been one of the best chats I've had on the channel so far. Mm. So, thanks so much for coming on. No worries, Paul. Thank you.
But guys, don't forget to like the video, don't forget to subscribe, and uh, if you don't follow Shane already, his socials are underneath his name there, so make sure to go follow him, and uh, yeah, again, Shane, thanks so much, really appreciate it, and uh, I hope you get back playing football soon, and keep yourself sane until then. Thank you. Cheers. You're a legend. Thank you very much, okay? No problem.